You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. 25 years ago, most cancers that veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein saw were in animals aged 10 years or older. Today, it's all ages. Dr. Goldstein blames the shift on generations of pets who grew up with bad diets. Hint, kibble is a no-no, but we'll talk about it. Plus, our pets are constantly being doused with all kinds of chemicals, like even our flea repellents. 60% of his animal patients were suffering from acute illnesses, many of them given up on by other vets who recommended extreme surgeries or even euthanasia. Of that 60%, Dr. Marty Goldstein is able to significantly extend the quality of life for 50% of cancer patients and 80% of non-cancer patients who are suffering from degenerative diseases. He estimates that with his integrative approach to veterinary care, which includes all kinds of things we talk about over here on Food Heals, like herbs and vitamins and supplements and acupuncture and holistic healing modalities and more, he is able to extend the life of cancer patients 50 to 60% over what standard conventional treatment offers. And all of this is documented in the film, The Dog Doc, and in his books, The Nature of Animal Healing and the Spirit of Animal Healing. And now it's even being taught at his alma mater, the prestigious Cornell University. Called the miracle worker by Forbes magazine, Dr. Marty Goldstein has been a leading voice in integrative veterinary medicine for more than 45 years. He has appeared on national television shows like The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Martha Stewart Show, and Good Morning America. Food Heals Nation, we had an epic conversation. So good, I split it into two parts. I can't wait to share it with you. So here is part one with my interview with Dr. Marty. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Picture the dog in your house. Oh, good boy. Wagging its tail and licking your face and how good that makes you feel. Oh my God. It's incredible. I've set my life up to be a veterinarian that deals with terminal cases from all over the world. (laughs) We've got increased rates of cancer, diabetes, you name it. We see the worst of the worst here. Most of the animals already had third, fourth, and fifth opinions. We are their very last vote. I don't want to lose it. I was working in conventional veterinary medicine. I became a very sickly person. My doctor recommended antibiotics and long-acting steroids. That got me searching for answers conventional medicine didn't offer. When I was somebody first brought up a holistic vet to me, I was like, so they can take grass and rub it all over my dog? I've been criticized. Snake oil salesman, charlatan. The holistic or alternatives say, I don't want to do anything conventional. Or the conventional vet who says, absolutely no alternatives. They're all coming in after being on drugs. They want to know how you made this dog better. Integrative medicine works. 
I'm here to destroy this guy. He just did the biggest miracle of my entire career. I actually fainted. Whether you're a person, an animal, it doesn't matter. Being in the hospital sucks. You're okay. They don't understand what's happening to them. They're just trusting us. <laughs> Coming from a traditional background, I can't even conceive of this kind of success. With cryosurgery, we actually freeze the tumor. Advise it's time to work on the immune system. <laughs> People say, do you think it's working? Yeah, he had five weeks to live two years ago. He's fabulous. If I gave up knowing that this can be done, <laughs> that would kill me. Good boy. It's a whole new process of thinking. All right, he is the best-selling author of The Nature of Animal Healing and The Spirit of Animal Healing. Please welcome Dr. Marty to the show. Welcome, Dr. Marty. It's a pleasure being here. I'm so glad to have you. We've already talked about way too much before we got on the microphone, so I had to start recording <laughs> before we got too far into it, because um, we got a lot to cover, and I'm very excited to have you. I personally, Food Heals Nation knows that I've used holistic methods like vitamin C therapy and acupuncture and herbs and vitamins to extend the lives and heal two of my dogs from chronic degenerative diseases. One even had cancer. And I know that is what you are here, what you are here to do, what you are passionate about doing. You've got multiple best-selling books. You've got a documentary that I cannot wait to learn more about. But take us back to how you discovered kind of the problem with conventional veterinary medicine and why you decided to take the integrative approach to begin with. Yeah, I did share it in the more recent book. Actually, I shared it in both books. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I graduated Cornell Veterinary College in 1973. We just three months ago, had our 50 year reunion. Wow, congrats. And, you know, I came out, I stayed around Cornell for another year. At one time, I was number two in my class. I was really into learning more about internal medicine and cardiology. Uh, I, I don't think the word holistic or holistic medicine was even in the dictionary, mm -hmm. but I was genetically losing my own health. Hmm. And, you know, me conventional medicine didn't have any answers for me. So out of fear and vanity, I kept on searching for ways not to continue to degenerate and mm -hmm. to lose all my hair, uh, to be crippled with arthritis. Uh, and by a weird, just quirk of not even coincidence, a book was left on my dresser when I came mm -hmm. home and I really had to go to the bathroom and I was looking for something to read. And I mm -hmm. just grabbed this book. My old girlfriend left it there. And it was a book on Oriental philosophy and nutrition. And mm -hmm. as I started to read it, it was like, what is this stuff? I'm not going to read this, but it was too late <laughs> to get off the pot. <laughs> and all of a sudden it had these answers within just the very beginning, plus some very weird stuff. I shared it in my first book. The book was called you are all San Paku. And I didn't leave the pot for 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> that good of a book, huh? <laughs> yeah, changed my diet. And all of a sudden, just like it said, I was always very fat. And, you know, when I was in public school, when I looked down, I couldn't see my feet because my stomach got in the way. And I mm -hmm. always 
try to lose weight as I got older, all of a sudden I lost 20 pounds in eight days and my chronic bursitis that I was getting treated three times a week, all of a sudden the symptoms vanished within a week and was like, whoa, is it, is it this easy? So the next step was, you know, I became certified in acupuncture and while I was studying there, we, we actually had courses on proper, let's call it biologically appropriate nutrition for dogs and cats Mm -hmm. and started to put our own household companion animals on real whole food. At that time, the only thing we bought, sold and fed our own dogs and cats was the semi-moist foods, the game burgers and top choice, which, you know, you throw a, a hamburger, a bright red hamburger into a bowl and you go there five days later and pick it up and it's still soft and bright red. That's not food. <laughs> right, right. And all of a sudden our own animals that were in our family, their chronic illnesses were getting better, their arthritis, their allergies. And it was like, whoa, it's really this easy. It all starts with food. And as I went to share it with my colleagues, I got ridiculed, condemned, my license was threatened, criticized, you know, for years, for decades. So, you know, I kind of just went into hiding. You'll see it in the, you know, we'll talk about the documentary, you'll see kind of what I went through and you'll see my original facility. I couldn't afford anything more than 268 square feet because mm-hmm. I was doing wacko medicine and I couldn't charge a lot for it because God forbid one animal got died on non-conventional therapy, there goes my license. So right. that was the whole, you know, the whole of it until I documented the reversal of so many thousands of non-responsive cases from all over the United States using proper nutrition and supplements. And all of a sudden it's now getting accepted by my profession. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How long did that take for you to go from kind of wacko to accepted? 35, 40 years. Oh my gosh. That's amazing that you, uh, thank you for staying with it and staying the course to help people and animals and help people realize that what you were doing was actually helping, not harming and probably helping than a lot of other conventional vets were able to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, but in 1978, my license was verbally threatened by a group of local veterinarians through some of my clients that I was treating arthritic dogs with glucosamine sulfate and I wasn't using standardized veterinary medicine. Do you know how much glucosamine sulfate is sold every year in veterinary medicine now? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, when I started to practice acupuncture, that was the clincher. You know, Goldstein used to be a good veterinarian. Now he's sticking needles in animals. And now I think it's 68% of all the veterinary schools uphold, support, and teach acupuncture. So the funny thing, which I just shared in in my, my updated book is that when I used to, you know, get the nerve to go to continuing education, 
seminars just to get ridiculed way back when I was so, you know, criticized. And when I go now, these veterinarians that were criticizing me are now all certified in acupuncture. <laughs> oh and my gosh. Of course they, come they up are. To me and they go, you know, you were so far ahead of your time. And I would yeah. say, wait a minute. Acupuncture has been around over 3000 years. I've not been yeah. ahead of my time. I'm just 35 years less behind than you. It's time for you to wake up. <laughs> totally. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> herbs are herbs new to the planet. Drugs right. are. Herbs have been around thousands of years. Drugs are what, the last 80 years? Exactly. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm totally with you. And unfortunately, I've heard this story over and over again from doctors who were chastised and ridiculed and sometimes did have their licenses stripped away. And yep. for me, doing my show for eight years, talking about the healing power of vitamins and vegetables, I've been canceled. I've been deplatformed. I've been censored. And I'm like, I'm just trying to help people get healthy and take their health back into their own hands. But it doesn't fit with this Western model, this pharmaceutical agenda. And so a lot of people either don't understand because they're brainwashed or want it shut down because it threatens their monies, their bottom dollar, right? And that's yeah, why we're it in is. these and, positions. And, you know, the ego of conventional scientific medicine is so strong that, you know, we get labeled wackos and, you know, inappropriate veterinarians and stuff and it's an automatic label uh on, but it, it is definitely starting to turn i am doing major infiltration into my alma mater cornell I was up, when i was up at my 50-year reunion three months ago not only did i look 25 years younger than my classmates uh-huh. <laughs> not only were was my wife younger than their children and my daughters younger than their grandchildren mm-hmm. but i approached the head of the new head of clinical sciences and i stuck him in a room for 90 minutes and gave him a 90 minute presentation on fully documented terminally ill animals treated all over the country by the highest echelon of our profession, the universities, the specialty centers, showed him the medical records, showed him the biopsy, showed him photographs of the cancer and tumors. And then after they failed medical therapy, 20 to $60,000 worth of therapy, I showed mm-hmm. all the animals alive and well with all the medical records four to nine and a half years later. Mm. And I just said to him, you can't do this. This university, which I love, can't do this. Why don't you want to learn for our animal kingdom? And he goes, you don't have to convince me. I got it. I'm going to start the ball rolling to get this work infiltrated into the university. Oh, I have chills. Yeah. And it's, it'll, it's going to be slow. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the fortunate things he told me is be due to COVID, you know, cause I've always said the only way this is going to be accepted is the older people, you know, people in the professions, in the drug companies that are standing in the way, they just have to die off. Yeah. And what he said is that there was at least a 30% turnover of the older staff, especially due to COVID where, you know, they didn't come back. Wow. 
So that was really rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is good for our mission. I'll say that. Well, let's talk about the holistic approach because I think the whole crux of my show is food has the ability to heal us or kill us. So we have to choose healing foods every day that heal and nourish our bodies. Here we are with our pets. And if you took the same philosophy, I would say traditional pet food, let's say kibble, would be out. So let's start with the food. Talk to me a little bit about the food, what's out there today. Is it causing our pets chronic problems, what they can be eating instead? And then I'd love to go into how we can treat our pets holistically if they do end up with a chronic disease or illness. I personally have seen the healing power myself. I have shared it on my show, but I'll share it with you, Dr. Marty, briefly. First, I had my little puppy lose all his functions in a day. We think he ate something poisonous. We're not sure. $7,000 of tests and conventional medicine later, they told me to go home and let him die, and they could set him up with a feeding tube until he died of mm. natural causes. I was like, absolutely not. Busted him out of this joint that he was in dying <laughs> and got him to a holistic vet who got him acupuncture, changed his food. Let me do all of the holistic cures myself at home with supplementing, bringing him there. And he was healed in a week. He was back to be being himself. Then Charlotte, my older dog, got cancer at 12. I refused the chemotherapy. I refused the surgery. Gave her an extra two years of life with vitamin C therapy intravenously, herbs, changing the diet, all the things. So I would love to hear your perspective on the food, and then let's go into the treatment when an animal is sick. Yeah. When I graduated, I observed approximately, it was one out of 10, one out of six to one out of 10 dogs got cancer. And it was always a disease of the old. So we were taught by Cornell that if mm -hmm. we saw a young dog with a lump, we eliminated the possibility of cancer based solely on age. Mm -hmm. One of the studies I actually uh, quoted in my book recently is that it's now one out of every 1.61 dogs in the United States that oh get my cancer. God. And it's become a prominent disease in the young. So something is wrong. This is not just bad luck or viruses from Mars that are attacking our dogs. You know, in uh -huh. the cats, it's also cancer and especially kidney failure. So uh, Dr. Greg Ogilvy, one of God's gifts to veterinary medicine, who uh, graduated Colorado State Veterinary School and then became the head of internal medicine and oncology. He demonstrated scientifically to our profession that the byproducts of grain metabolism in the dog's body, which is glucose and lactate, supply the growth to cancer cells. Okay, so, so grains. So we have this, you know, dry food. The reason we really got big into dry food, uh, I really share the entire history of the pet food industry in the more recent book, The Spirit of Animal Healing, uh, okay. is linked to World War II. Because before mm -hmm. that, there was a lot of canned whole meats, like horse meat kind of foods and stuff like that. And in World War II, uh, all of a sudden, they had, to, uh, they had to conserve all the metal. They had to ration all the metal to use it for, you know, artillery and tanks and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that led to the advent of the dry food industry. 
And so much dry food is created by the process called extrusion, where even if you get really good ingredients, like mm -hmm. you look at the label and it's like, wow, this is a really biologically appropriate food. The extrusion process heats it to very high temperatures, mm -hmm. puts it into a slurry, and then forces it through these little dyes to get the, you know, the different shape crunchies. That heating process destroys most of the nutritious value of the food. To okay. make FDA regulations, you know, their organization, APCO, under the FDA, you have to get those nutrients back into the food. So you look at most ingredient labels of most of the foods, you see it's like, you know, it's like 30 sentences long. Thiamine, mm -hmm. nitrate, selenium, sulfide, vitamin D in this form, and all this stuff that's getting added back in to make FDA regulations. Unfortunately, that stuff is getting added back in in synthetic form. Synthetic vitamins and minerals, scientific evidence shows that they're not that healthy to the body. They act almost like chemicals. So that's you know what happened with the dry food industry and because of the link, you know, the number one selling food of all time is Purina. And they're yeah. starting to go through some positive changes. But Purina dates back to 1897. It was called the Danforth Corporation. 1901 okay. changed their name to Ralston Purina. Ralston makes wheat checks, rice checks, and corn checks. It's a cereal company. So... What we did is we created a false foundation of science where we showed over maybe six month studies that corn is almost an ideal protein source for dogs. Boom, mm -hmm. show me one tooth in a dog or a cat's mouth flat for grinding cereal. So we've accepted a false foundation of science and we made dogs and especially cat the obligate carnivore cereal bores mm. and it's really screwed them up obesity allergies stuff like that and the last thing i'll say which is kind of more on the new side is these things called ages or okay. advanced glycation end products and these are substances created in food that are devastating to the body they they stimulate the inflammatory cascades in the body. They stimulate allergies. They can form a basis for cancer. And what causes AGEs in food? Heating the food. Oh, okay. So in a big fat nutshell, that's mostly it. I'm a firm believer that dogs, my definition in my last book, I put a whole bunch of fundamentals of health and healing in both books. My definition of science in my last book, science in the field of medicine is man trying to figure out what nature created. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's great. I'm blown away by how technologically advanced and sound we have become in the field of medicine, where we know these biochemical, biophysiological pathways we could do an MRI with a dye study to show a one millimeter tumor in the spinal cord. And it, it, it blows me away. But guess what? We didn't create any of it. Nature did. <laughs> right. 
So we got to look at, at what nature does. If nature creates a disease in the body, I was never taught what is the purpose of the disease. I mean, is a fever an aspirin deficiency? No. Right. No. You know, nature creates disease to try to heal the body. A discharge is getting rid of stuff. You don't want to stop it with a chemical. So that's how we really enhance the creation of cancer, stopping what nature does in the body. Yep. It's like I had another doctor come on and say, you know, is high blood pressure a deficiency of Lipitor? And it's like, no, 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 no. So what do we need to supplement to get our health back to balance, right? Whether it's for ourselves or our pets, what do we need to eliminate that is toxic to our body? So you actually formulate pet food yourself. And my understanding is that you're into raw food, which also can be made freeze dried. So if someone is like, well, okay, I'm, I'm now sold you guys like Allie and Dr. Marty, I'm going to get my cat or my dog or my pet off the kibble. What do you recommend? And I would love to talk about veggies and vegetables. Cause you know, you're talking to a primarily plant-based audience as well. Yeah. You got a plant-based doctor talking to you too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it became very frustrating for me staying as a practicing veterinarian because yeah. I was seeing animals from all over the country that were considered hopeless or terminal. We once did a six week survey, maybe 10, 12 years ago of my, not my associates, but my clients over a six week period, my average client was 590 miles away from my clinic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and w what was happening you know, like I, I wrote in the book, cancer doesn't know holidays or weekends. It doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And when you start having cancer patients from all over the United States, they literally almost need 24 hour handholding. So, and they need an educational process. When I first see them, that was really intense because the people know that their dog is going to die or the cat's going to die. And, you, you know, when you have a seriously ill patient, you don't just start them on a new food, take them off drugs and some supplements and say, oh, see you in three months. They need to be consulted with almost every single day. So my life became a struggle where I was working literally 15 hours a day, six to seven days a week. And wow. maybe if I was lucky to get to six or seven animals a day. And mm -hmm. I knew that what I knew could reach millions. Yes. And then, you know, we did make a transition into feeding raw diet. And we were getting our sources from local farms. And when I looked at when I was able to finally turn my practice over, you'll see it in the documentary. You'll, mm -hmm. you'll see how I turned my practice over to the doctors I trained. You'll see the practice in every part of it. Uh, so when I finally was able to turn it over, it was, how do you get this raw food out to the masses? It's heavy. Yeah. It needs to be refrigerated or frozen. So you were talking about expense that was astronomical. And then... I came upon the freeze drying process. And okay, at first yeah. I figured, well, you're really processing the food. So it's not going to be good as, you know, 
the whole fresh food. And boy, what I learned was amazing. I mean, initial source, initially saw studies on blueberries where you'd measure the antioxidant concentration of blueberries from when they hit the store, when they come off the vine, if they're fully ripened on the vine, and then what mm -hmm. happens over the days where they're sitting in the store and all the blue, the antioxidant levels go down. But if you freeze the blueberries at the peak level of antioxidants, that level of antioxidants stays good for well over a year. And it was like, wow. whoa. And yeah. then you, you, you knock the weight down tremendously by taking all the water out. So it becomes so much less expensive to ship and it stays shelf stable for so long. I mean, a year is a minimum. And by taking the water out, you, you decrease the potential for pathogen contamination, which unfortunately shuts down so many really good companies because all of a sudden salmonella is found in one of the foods. Wow, yeah. So, and it, it really seals in the texture and the flavor. So the freeze drying process gave me like five slices of cake and eat it too. And it was like, whoa. And I would say the most rewarding aspect of my life right now is the thousands of testimonials that I'm getting from people all over the United States and even Canada thanking me for the turnaround of the health state of their pet. I'm even wow. getting contact from veterinarians into my old clinic who had non-responsive cases where the people went online, bought my food and supplements, and the dog or cat turned around and they're trying to contact me. How can I buy this stuff? How can I learn what you're doing? And it's just absolutely rewarding. That is incredible. And this is all over Food Heals Nation at DrMarty'sPets.com. And you can just click on shop. Food Heals Nation, you've heard me talk about cured nutrition and how they help me with energy and how they help me with sleep. But did you know that they even have CBD infused dog treats? That's right. It's called Canine Calm and you can head over to curednutrition.com slash food heals and use my discount code to save 20% off your order of Canine Calm. These dog treats include full-spectrum CBD formulated to support your pet's overall health. These CBD dog treats can help reduce signs of inflammation from joint discomfort and general aging. It can improve your pet's energy and mobility. It can calm their nerves, whether it's lightning or the dreaded fireworks or it's Halloween or it's travel or it's just being separated, separation anxiety, which I know so many of our little fur babies do suffer from. It's easy to give them these dog treats. They love them and they have no idea that they're about to calm down and feel better. 
Each treat contains four milligrams of CBD. And when it comes to dosing CBD for pets, the general recommendation is to start with one to two milligrams per 10 pounds of your pet's body weight, and then you can kind of adjust as needed. And Cured Nutrition's dog treats are completely vegan, and they have pure ingredients like coconut oil and certified organic hemp extract. Check out Canine Calm and get anything else you need to relax with CBD, like my CBD sleep gummies and more, over at curednutrition.com slash foodheals. Food Heals Nation, let's talk about lashes, specifically Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. With over 25,000 five-star reviews, this mascara is a game changer. So say goodbye to damaging glue and salon prices because Thrive's Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara mimics the look of lash extensions without the hassle. Its proprietary tubing formula wraps around each lash, giving you dramatic length and definition from root to tip. So I take the mascara and I put it on the underside and it looks really good. And then I put it on top and that's when I get this like double 3D amazing lengthening look. And the mascara lasts all day, all night, no clumping, no smudging, no flaking. And the best part, of course, is that it's actually packed with nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Removing it is a breeze. You just use warm water and a washcloth. No need for soap. It's that easy. And I love that Thrive Cosmetics is all about clean, vegan, and cruelty-free beauty. They have no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and it doesn't compromise with their performance. But of course, it's not just about beauty. Thrive Cosmetics is on a mission to make a difference. So with every purchase, they support organizations that help communities thrive from battling domestic abuse to homelessness to cancer and more. So go ahead and try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, Food Heals Nation listeners can get an exclusive 20% off their first order by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. That's thrivecosmetics.com, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash foodheals to save 20% off. I see a beagle on your homepage that looks exactly like Lily, a lemon beagle <laughs> with a little heart on the head. So I'm feeling very called right now to shop. Um, but before I do, tell us about um, how you source the ingredients and um, what kind of ingredients people should look out for when picking their pet food. Well, I luckily stumbled through a dear, dear friend of mine who has her own line of human supplements probiotics and green drinks with mm. this company out in California. And she mm. worked on me for six months that I should consider hooking up with this company because I've been struggling all my life. And if I don't hook up with this company, I will continue to struggle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I finally uh, met with the, the young guy that created this company that has had 25 lines in the human field, but none in the animal field. Mm -hmm. We hit it off. And this company, it's called the Golden Hippo. They're out in Calabasas, California. Okay. Their, their level of quality control, their sourcing of quality ingredients, and the people they have working for them. 
especially in formulating supplements and foods, is higher than I've ever seen. So I worked closely with them and I trusted their sources because it is a huge company. They have the ability to source at the highest level and keep the prices down because they're so big. And they test three different laboratories. Every single product we made is doubly blind tested and meets all government aspects. So it was like my trust in this company to source out the best ingredients at the lowest potential price. Uh, so that's where it's at. And, you know, what to look out for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we'll, we'll, we should touch on making dogs and cats, making them vegetarian, making them vegan, Mm -hmm. you know, but before I get to that, it's important to know, like we said before, the dog is considered an omnivore, but Mm it's still mostly a carnivore. Look at Mm -hmm. their teeth structure, look at the acid concentration in their stomach, look at the shorter length of their intestine, because Mm -hmm. meat in a long intestine putrefies. Right. And the cat is the obligate carnivore. We know that. Right. So because one of the, the things that really made a positive change in the pet food industry, even though it was a horrific disaster, was back in 2007, the pet food recall, mm-hmm. where dogs and cats were dying of kidney failure because the foods were being imported food substances from China containing the artificial protein enhancer melamine. Oh, okay. So, uh, so that actually, you know, even though it, it, it did kill a lot of dogs and cats, it led to a huge change in the, the consciousness of the pet food industry. And a lot of more raw diets and especially meat-based diets were hitting the market big time. Mm -hmm. But here are a couple of scams that everyone should know about. I call them scams. Yes. We know by FDA regulations that when you look at an ingredient label, the number one, the most prominent ingredient is listed first. The second most prominent ingredient is listed second and down the line. So now that we know that dogs and especially cats are carnivores, the educated consumer will look at the label and see the first ingredient, chicken or beef or something like that. Say, ah, I got to buy this. Now, here are ways to falsely, not falsely advertise, but to actually scam around this. You'll look at one of these holistic foods and you see Mm -hmm. the first ingredient, chicken. And you go, I'm going to buy that. The second ingredient is rice, brown rice. The third ingredient is oatmeal. The fifth ingredient is millet. The sixth ingredient is wheat. The seventh ingredient is quinoa. And you add up all of the grains put into this food 
and you'll see that this food is at least 60 or 65 percent grain-based even though your mind is going to think it's mostly meat because meat is listed first and we know that grains are a lot less expensive than meat right the other process is called fractionation what they'll do is they will take something like white rice and they will break it into different components and you'll look at the label and you'll see white rice white rice flour rice middlings brewer's rice these are all the different components of the rice and what they do mm -hmm. is they'll make it into different fractions and they'll add each fraction with a different name at a different part of the processing so it doesn't okay. look like rice is the number one ingredient but you add up all the fractions of the rice and once again the food especially with a couple of other grains is 60 percent you know flour cereal and you know an adulterated grain so yeah. as far as the I'm education just... process really learn how to read labels that's what i i say i covered really well in the book the the spirit of animal healing okay we'll definitely get both books and we got to get into the documentary too but first i promise we talk a little bit about um holistic healing for pets like in the beginning you talked about the acupuncture and the herbs and i talked about how i helped charlotte with a vet such as yourself one in sherman oaks california at the time dr audra mccorkle who helped me oh yeah i, I worked with her a lot i referred her a whole bunch of cases because she was doing intravenous vitamin c i love her she's great She's amazing. Shout out to Dr. Audra. I'll have to get her on the show as well. But yeah, when Charlotte had cancer, she was 14 and uh, we took her to both because I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm curious. I will find out what both traditional medicine and holistic medicine says. I like to get all my information and I absolutely was not willing to give my sweet, precious dog, you know, doggy chemo because I had seen both of my parents on chemo radiation and I watched it destroy them faster than the cancer did and I didn't want Charlotte's quality of life to be like that so I thought well at least if the holistic doesn't give her a longer life it'll give her a better life for the time that she was here and Dr. Marty I got two more years out of this dog that was given months to live so I'm a believer I'm a supporter of your work <laughs> and the work of doctors like Dr. Audra McCorkle. So tell me about what what we should do when we have an, a loved, a beloved pet with a chronic disease or even God forbid cancer. Okay, this is very important. Let's, okay. let's deal with the overview on holistic medicine. Okay. First of all, I don't like that word because I've been trying to get this accepted so much into society, especially my profession, and there is an airy fairiness about the word holistic. Right, right. And, you know, to me, true holistic medicine is not the other pole of conventional medicine. On one mm -hmm. side of the coin, you have conventional allopathic medicine. On the other side, you have alternative, more natural therapies. True holistic medicine is the umbrella over both of them. Okay. You know, it actually grew into a more sophisticated title years later called complementary medicine. Mm -hmm. Now it's at a point where it's called integrative medicine, where you're integrating both of the aspects. 
I think someday uh, I spent some time with Dr. Andrew Weil, and he said, I think we should be calling it one medicine. And to me, I think we should just be calling it good medicine. So mm -hmm. uh, as much as I am into alternatives and 90% of my practice was based on alternatives, mostly because conventional therapy already failed so many of the patients I was seeing. Right. There is a need for conventional medicine. And I mean, I've seen some animals, many animals, my associates and me, that if you didn't start conventional therapy, they wouldn't have had the time to live. Mm -hmm, right. And totally. then you're using it to buy time to stabilize. And then the true art is how to get them off transition off and onto the alternatives. So, you know, I gave a very prominent lecture many years ago at a hospital, veterinary hospital in Boston called Angel Memorial. Mm -hmm. And I was warned when I went up there that I was going to be speaking to a hostile crowd of doctors oh. because they didn't like whole, what their experience of holistic medicine was uh, veterinarians in their area taking terminal cancer patients off conventional therapy, putting them on a whole homeopathic remedy and saying, you know, I'll see you in two weeks and they were dying. Ugh. So I went up there despite being warned that I could back out and that they don't like what I was going to do. And mm -hmm. I didn't know this. I thought Angel Memorial was a fairly big specialty facility. I went in at 7.30 in the morning to speak, and I counted 101 veterinarians on staff. <laughs> and I was very nervous because this is back in the day when I was not confident, didn't know the science behind what I was doing. And mm -hmm. I thought I was going to get killed. I really did. They were going to yeah. rip me apart. Yeah. So at eight in the morning, I lectured to eight, 80 veterinarians in not good moods, sucking down cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at them, looking at me, I was, and I felt my stomach turn. I just looked at them and said, you know, I just, before we start, I want you to know that I know what you're thinking about me because I used to sit there and I know what it was like when I sat where you're sitting to come over to this side and do what I'm doing. Matter of fact, when I sat there, I was number two in my class at Cornell. So I know what you're, you're thinking about me. And I just want you to know that what I'm going to show you is true holistic medicine in this slide presentation. But I know that what you're used to is what I call ass holistic medicine. <laughs> and one by one, they started to applaud. Two of them stood up and gave me a standing ovation. I opened the doors to know, to communicate with them. I showed them 186 slides and I blew their minds. But nice. I still see it a lot today where so many veterinarians are jumping on the bandwagon to become quote unquote holistic doctors because 
they studied acupuncture or they're selling glucosamine sulfate and vitamin C and they're giving it a bad name. So the whole concept of true holistic medicine or integrative medicine should uphold both conventional and alternatives because conventional is really, really needed. I mean, I've seen some animals, you'll see it in the documentary, that if I didn't stop by doing surgery, they were dead within two days. It was blocking the function of their intestine or their jaw to eat. So we really need, we, we need to uphold both. Food Heals Nation, speaking of our pets, did you know that I give Lily, my four-year-old beagle, her green juice from Organifi every single day and that she loves it? This is not something I have to hide. This is something I mix in every single day into her dog food because I want to boost her immunity at all times. I want to help her detox from any of the outside circumstances that I can't control, right? I want to help her get a ton of nutrition in all at once. So I have been giving Lily her green juice, her Organifi, since she was a puppy. If you follow me on Instagram regularly, you've probably seen my videos of Lily just lapping it up. She jumps for it. She's so excited. I've had the dogs like find my little travel packets, get them out of the suitcase and like try to open them because they are so attracted to the smell because they know they like the taste. This is how good of nutrition the Organifi green juice is that the dogs are literally craving it. Try it for yourself. All of my favorites, of course, for humans or pets is over at OrganifiShop.com slash heals. When you use the discount code FOODHEALS, you'll save 20% off your order. Now, why is this green juice so good for humans and dogs? Well, let's talk about some of the ingredients that benefit us both. Organifi green juice includes ingredients like red beets. Red beets are loaded with fiber, vitamins, and minerals like vitamin C, potassium, folate, and magnesium. And this is good for humans and it's great for dogs. So you get all of those antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties. This helps our pets with their skin and their coat and even their digestion. Organifi Green Juice also has spirulina, which based on animal research suggests that it can help strengthen our puppies' immune systems, improve their gastrointestinal health, helps with detoxification, very important because we don't know what you know, they're getting in the air, in their paws outside, right? It reduces the rate of cancer and it helps with allergies. And we're seeing animal allergies at a rate we've never seen before, most likely because of our pet food, but who knows, right? Could be a multifactorial, but spirulina can help strengthen the immune system and benefit your pet in so many ways. The green juice also has chlorella, which is incredible for detoxing our pets' bodies from things like pesticides, herbicides, medications, processed pet food, flea tick and heartworm medication, and pollution, right? Things we can't control. Chlorella has been found to slow aging in both humans and animals. Of course, we know it boosts the immune system, it aids in digestion, it improves skin and coat, and it even soothes arthritis, and joint pain. 
Also, we've got wheatgrass as one of the key ingredients. Wheatgrass is amazing because it's good for bad breath, right? It's good for digestion. It helps prevent constipation. It's also an organ and blood cleansing agent that naturally detoxes and boosts energy. This is a nutritional powerhouse. It's good for humans. It's good for pets. And when Jackson and Charlotte both had issues, Jackson, I've shared with you on this show, when he was a puppy, he ate something toxic in the yard. We didn't know what it was and literally went limp, lost the ability to move. And I had to nurse him back to health. He refused to eat for like a week or two. And I was just taking a dropper full of green juice and forcing it down his throat, right? And he got better. And Charlotte too, when she was diagnosed with cancer, I gave her all the greens all day long. These superfoods heal. In addition to giving her the greens, I was doing other things, but I gave her another two years of life. And that's why with Lily, who I got right around the beginning of the pandemic, um, she was already, she was a rehome, she was a rescue. So she was already, I think a year or a year and a half, I think she was a year and a half and she was overweight and I got her back to health. She was an obese little beagle and I got her back to health. And one of my healing tools was putting Organifi in her food every single day. So if you want to help your pooch heal, if you want to help your pooch detox, I definitely recommend OrganifiShop.com slash food heals and you can add some Organifi to your puppy's routine today. Of course, consult with your veterinarian before changing anything in your dog's diet. But if you want to get 20% off your order of Organifi, go to OrganifiShop.com slash food heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Dr. Marty Goldstein. I loved it so much. You can hear my enthusiasm. I loved learning from him and talking about all these really, really important and pertinent topics. So stay tuned for part two. But if you want more of Dr. Marty right now, you can follow him on Instagram at instagram.com slash Dr. Marty Goldstein, that's D-R, Marty Goldstein, G-O-L-D-S-T-E-I-N, TikTok, and Twitter at Dr. Marty Pets, his YouTube as well at Dr. Marty Pets, and of course, everything else is at DrMartyPets.com, and we'll be back next time with more with Dr. Marty, because I didn't even get to all our questions, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be a part three, because I'm going to have him come back to answer your questions and more on Food Heals. All right, see you next time, Food Heals Nation, and cheers to your good health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. 